everyone, and welcome to another edition of AUSU Open Mic. We have a great show today. Let's start with introducing myself. I'm Jody Campbell, and I'm your executive director here at AUSU. And we've also got Duncan Watasik uh, with us. Duncan, we don't have to do another intro for you, but mm, you're our gover- governance and advocacy coordinator. That here is at correct. AUSU. Yeah. And uh, my partner in crime when it comes to uh, the podcast here at AUSU. And of course, we always have a special guest with us today, and today is no different. We have Al McDad Aldoma, our newest member of our executive committee team. Welcome to the podcast, Al McDad. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me, guys. You know what, Al McDad? It's uh, it's great to have you. You're an Edmonton guy, so uh, you kind of feel local to us. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. Yeah, I am out here in Edmonton, Alberta. I'm originally from Calgary, but. I'm out here in Edmonton. You know, and we are going to talk about that uh, later on because I know that there's a, a flames conversation that we're going to have we later certainly on. certainly could. And, and yeah, a move from Calgary to Edmonton, that's the only the best people have gone down that track. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what, El McDad, why don't you just start, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, why you're on the show today and uh, obviously, uh, as the newest uh, member of our executive committee uh, here on council, uh, we're, we're going to have some fun with you, just getting to know you. But to start, why don't you throw us a, a little bit about yourself? Thank you, guys. Um, as you know, my name is Alan Daldoma. I just want to first off say thank you for you know having me on here. You know, it's my first podcast, and uh, it's going to be a great experience. And Hopefully I'll do good and, and you guys enjoy it. And <laughs> I don't think but, you have to worry about that. You're doing great so far. So we're already <laughs> we're already a success. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's just start from the beginning. Uh, I am from Calgary, Alberta. Uh, I've been there m- mostly all my life, but I was born and my family uh, was from Sudan. So that's where both of my parents are from. Very cool. Born in, yeah, born and raised there. And yeah, after... They got married and, you know, my dad uh, graduated from university. He landed a job at Saudi Arabia and that's where I was born. And then in 96, me and my family moved to Calgary, Alberta in the summer. (laughs) And ever since then, I was there. And then, yeah. That's a cool story. Have you been back to Saudi since? And and again, where in Saudi were you at? Oh, of course. Uh, Yes, I've definitely traveled back to Saudi Arabia. Um, my father, he worked there most of his, uh, career. Okay. So some of, some of the summers we, we often, uh, visited there and, um, enjoyed summers there and definitely visited different countries in the Middle East, like, uh, UAE and, uh, Qatar. But the city where I was born is in Jubail, Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds kind of different. It doesn't sound like the Riyadh, the capital, but it's... It's strange because Jubail is the like the refinery uh, city in um, Saudi Arabia. So if you can imagine all the oil in Saudi Arabia is refined in this major city where yeah. I was born in Jubail. And it, it sort of it sort of looks like Edmonton and their, their <laughs> refinery <laughs> roads and all that. So that, that has some some resemblance uh, minus the desert and the, uh, you know, winter here. Yeah, I was going to say but, the weather is a bit different here in Edmonton. Than slightly. Jubail. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. But, yeah. Um, but a, a little bit about where after that, like, I, I grew up in Calgary, went to school here, uh, well, here, there, uh, up until college. And after that, my career took me to different provinces and different cities around Canada. 
And then finally, I ended up in Edmonton. Uh, I moved here in 2017. Okay, so we should almost be saying welcome to Edmonton as well. It's only been a few years, but uh, that's cool. What a journey. And obviously, you know, anytime anybody is immigrating from another country, I'm I'm just fascinated by your story. And and you definitely have a unique one for sure. And um, the fact that you've landed here at AU and are a student at AU and uh, suddenly now on our executive team, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's only been a couple of weeks since you joined the the team, and I know that uh, it probably still feels new to you. But what has your first couple of weeks uh, being a member of our council and uh, our executive team been like for you? Just being uh, having the opportunity just to step up and try to be out more out there and try to provide more opportunities to the students out in the AU has just been amazing, and it's been a lot. Uh, just a great learning experience because it's all uh it's a big wave of stuff uh coming at you all at the same time and plus obviously we have the covid um obstacle we have to get over so yeah it's, yeah. it's been yeah it's been a good good um it's been a learning curve but so far it's been it's been great you know one of the things and and your uh fellow exec members uh, both stacy and natalia uh, right. One of the things that they commented on, especially when they first started, was, you know, that there's there's so much more happening behind the scenes than what a person or a student might think about. Was that your experience as well when you first uh, came on board where you suddenly are looking on the other side of the fence, seeing the inside or, you know, the inner workings of the university? Was that your experience as well? It's like, holy smokes, like there's so much more going on here than I originally thought. Exactly, exactly. It was it was big in a broader sense because traditionally in other student unions as you know only focus on the the city they're from so if you're from the student union ufc university of calgary you focus on calgary students or in au you get to see that you're not just catering just for people in your province but across the country and sometimes around the world and that kind of behind the scenes uh uh, advocacy and uh, impact is really it becomes bigger than you in, expected you know yeah. and I always thought or the, the way I came into it is I knew that we had such a broad and big diversity of students and that's why really uh, attracted me to AU but the the demand of different uh, advocacy initiatives that is needed for the different students is quite enormous and but that mm-hmm. gives you great um initiative and great passion to uh pursue those things because you have so many avenues to um to pursue these challenges not just in your own province but other provinces and trying to connect through um different um you know different communication avenues to broaden your impact for yeah. all students yeah i couldn't agree more and you know, maybe that's the one unique thing about our experience here within the uh, AU Students Union is that exactly. it's, it's it's more of a broader Canadian focus. You know, we're right. we're really dealing with you know obviously there's a, a huge population here in Alberta, another big population in Ontario, right. BC, and then the, sort of a smattering across the country. But um, no question that you know when we talk about diversity, we really do have that type of reflection here at AUSU, which is you know, uh, even your even your story uh, kind of speaks to that level of diversity that we experience here. 
Yeah, and my story is very like it's a lot of students in AU is very similar, yeah. and that's really what connected me to a lot of the um, you know the students in AU. It's just like my story is not much different from a lot of people on e like the AU app uh, per se. Like a lot of like their backgrounds and stories are very similar, and that's what was really encouraging about the student body here and like the influence. And you say like in Ontario, like Natalie. She lives in Ontario, and we're all in Alberta. So that gives a a, a a unique dynamic in the way that she has to sometimes adapt to the yeah. Alberta um, environment and you know the tone here. And it's it's really you know it makes it makes it more interesting and more you know broader. Well, and we certainly get to learn from each other too, which is uh, exactly. you know helps us out. When you know, obviously, you joined council in the fall. And uh, right. now have just uh, recently been elected as the the newest VP Finance and Administration here at AUSU. What attracted you to eventually run for an executive position? Came through the opportunity that arose uh, after being in student council, and like we we're just talking, all the um, amazing initiatives were behind the student council. Yeah. And just to put my name out there and just put my uh, voice out there. It also strengthened some of my reasons in the beginning of being in student council, which was just to make it so the BIPOC community or people like me can see that there are people just like them that could run and eventually get to higher positions. And if that helps to have one or two students eventually put their name up, because of that, to because of me eliminating that uh, anxiety and fear, well, that's basically why I wanted to step into that opportunity and also help uh, students in the post secondary help them with the opportunities that also uh, other universities have. Not just because we're online, we should be, um, you know, dis- uh, have disadvantages in the opportunities we should have. Yeah, exactly. And let's not forget, like, it's it's okay to say, like, this is still a job. And that's something that we're really proud of here at AUSU exactly. is the fact that we are an employer for students. And uh, we're not a huge organization, but the fact that our executive members are, are employed and, and get uh, have a compensation package, um, you know, is something that we always like to promote. And uh, for, for great student leaders like yourself that are willing to step forward and and uh, fill one of those positions. I, I mean, it's just a, it really adds to the overall experience here. And so we're so happy that you ran. And, and once again, welcome to the team. It's been great so far. And I hope that the rest of your term is going to be equally as good. No, um, it's been a great experience. Yeah, that's Thank awesome. Yeah. Um, do you know what? Let's pivot just slightly here. You spent some time Let's in go. the Canadian military uh, prior to starting your academic career here at AU. <laughs> Um, yes, I have. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that. And um, obviously, you know what? Thank you for doing that and being a part of that, uh, our Canadian mili- military. Uh, what thank role you did you play? Uh, well, let's just start a little bit from the beginning. I joined in 2015 um, as an Army Communication Information System Specialist. It's a little big title there. <laughs> <laughs> but it basically meant uh, I was an Army Communicator. So okay. I joined that in 2015. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, did that provide you with an opportunity to uh, not only, like, especially because you were new to Canada, w- were you able to sort of get to know your new country a little bit and travel a little bit if needed? Did that provide some opportunities for you? Yes, that was 
probably the biggest advantage or let's just say the most grateful thing about joining um, the Canadian Armed Forces is the opportunity to work across the nation. I mean, before that, I, I knew my country in a way that I traveled to big cities, i.e. Toronto, Vancouver, you know, Montreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. when I, yeah, when I joined the military in 2015, where they sent me into different towns and different provinces across the country, that's when I really got to know my nation. And versus that, I got to drive throughout that time too. So throughout my training in the first, so that's the first two, uh, couple of years in the um, military, a lot of people aren't pretty much informed of that. But when you join the military, I mean, you could see in like uh, movies and whatnot, boot camp is like one or two scenes. In real life, those one or two scenes are one or two years. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> in the beginning, it's so you're training and you're you're just sent to different spots all over the the country, different bases, different training areas, just to finish it up. So I started off in uh, where everyone starts off in Saint John Sur-Chelou in Quebec, where you do your basic. Okay. And after a couple three months of that, they we got sent off to Eldershot, Nova Scotia, where I spent um, about four or five months there. And then got to opportunity to drive all the way to New Brunswick, Gagetown. Also did a couple months there. And then finally back to Ontario, but Quebec. But within those terms of training, uh, there's certain tasks you can be sent to do that could also um, hinder your training um, process. So during that time, I also got an opportunity to go to uh, Petawawa, Ontario, and uh, Shiloh, Manitoba for uh, different taskings and training. But eventually, when you're done all that training and all that uh, hard work and just dedication and you uh, graduate, not graduate, but you get certified as your occupation. And I got certified in Kingston, Ontario, which was the communications branch uh, headquarters, uh, CIFSI, um, school of communications for the military. And after that, I got my first posting out here in Edmonton and that was in 2017. That's awesome. You just listed off some pretty beautiful places in this country and just great opportunities. Yeah. And all that, and all that time I was driving, like when I was, when I got sent from Kingston, Ontario to Edmonton, I drove all that. And that was probably one of the best experiences of my life driving all the way up from ontario yeah yeah great lakes to manitoba saskatchewan and then previous to that i was all over in the east so i went to newfoundland new brunswick nova scotia it was just it was just mind-blowing of just how amazing like how diverse it's it's such a diverse big country but also yeah also very empty (laughs) (laughs) yeah we have a lot of space as as well we have a lot of space (laughs) yeah that's funny um Mm. you know what oh my god um obviously we understand that your term is really uh going to be somewhat shorter than the average executive term which would normally run from april to march you're essentially coming in sort of on the back half of this term and you're going to have about three months of time you know, just kind of sink your teeth into a few projects or initiatives. Is there anything that stands out to you that uh, you're really looking forward to uh, accomplishing or even just launching here at AUSU? 
Definitely. I just want to first off say when I got into the um, executive committee, uh, you guys were already on the ball for a lot of stuff. You guys had the ball rolling. And yeah, true. And a lot of great stuff. So it wasn't hard for me to jump on to anything that's already had substance and had foundations. But one really good initiative that I hope uh, could get out of this term. So the equity, diversity and inclusion initiative uh, is a really initiative that I hope to get out of this term because it really is uh, a great one that Natalie is spearheading right now. But hopefully we could be as a team and get out of it as much as possible. Uh, Al-Magdad, I don't know if you want to just say a few words. You might also have a blog coming out this uh, an executive sure. blog coming out in February and uh, might be speaking a little bit to this. You know, just share a few thoughts on Black History Month uh, from your perspective. For sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, that's right. My, uh, I got the opportunity to do it on our website, and uh, hopefully that will include a little bit of uh, my experience and my um, hopefully education through this month of Black History Month. Every year, Black History Month comes with a certain... Uh, a certain purpose for me because I feel like every year there's a certain uh, um, vibe or a certain feeling that came out of just another um, series of unfortunate incidents towards the black community. Yeah. Now, not only here, all the incidences are happening in America and here and not just uh, the black community, but the BIPOC community, it really began this Black History Month really feels a little bit, not the same, but a little bit different, but in a way that it really is important to dive in and keep that solid confidence in your Black uh, culture and your Black history. So I got the opportunity to um, dive into some webinars and seminars in um, the upcoming weeks. And um, a lot of the themes for this Black History Month, and I've seen trending throughout the universities or the ones that I have, relearn the Black history in Alberta. We yeah, yeah. Yeah, we sometimes forget that there were other Black people that immigrated here from way back, and we weren't the first ones. And they were here since, you know, hundreds of years ago. And... Um, It'll be really great to dive into like the first settlers of the black culture and the black history and Alberta particularly, and to just retouch to the people who paved the way for us to be here and to live the way that we live today. And sometimes we forget their names and forget their history. So we pay homage to them and honor to them to just think back into the struggles they had to go through for us to be here and and to live the way we do. Yeah, well said, well said. You know, we've also got some uh, some other things that are going to be happening throughout this month, and Black History Month is going to be really important here at AUSU. Just to kind of bring back your AU student experience, just hoping that you could expand a little bit about um, what made AU such a good fit for you as a student when you originally joined and 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 started as a student here at Athabasca University? Like a lot of AU students, uh, the flexibility for sure. And uh, and it's just the way it's structured and the way that you are in your own pace and you're on your own uh, 
way of learning um, prior to leaving the military. I took a couple uh, AU courses and I love the way they they treat you like an adult in the way that they give you all the information they give you all the resources and you're on your um not on your own but you're on you have the responsibility um to produce your own uh success and that sort of uh mentality really drove me into au is the type of learner that i am uh, i'm not the type of learner to sit down in traditional universities. I've been through that route of traditional. Yeah. And the way the intimidation and the the way it was structured, it didn't just it didn't flow for me. I didn't I didn't I didn't really respond good to that kind of environment. And uh, before the military, I I went to Mount Royal University and eventually graduated from state. Okay. But during that yep. time, during yeah, during that time, I really just didn't like the way universities were sh- like uh, structured, and the way we are treated like numbers, and you're just going in and out of classes, and everyone's the same, and the good people are in front, and the bad people are in the back, and it just <laughs> it felt yeah, it just felt I, like a I big... might have sat at the back once in a while. It, it, I know, right? <laughs> like all of us, but you, you it, it, it seems like you get, you get forgotten in that way. And, uh, I don't know if it was because I was young, you know, I was like 17 and it's been, <laughs> it's been a while. That's also a big thing about AU is a lot of mature older students. Yeah. 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 yeah every, and students are in a different place in their life. And exactly. I think the average age here at AU is about 30. So that's a big difference. Yeah, it's a diff- way big difference, and the, the the state of mind is way different. Um, back then, it was just it, it just felt so intimidating, just the way it's structured. And I I remember one of the first classes like I went to, it was an accounting class, and it was an introduction to accounting, and it was a big theater, and I was excited. I'm not <laughs> I'm not an A plus student, you know, you know, but like I do good, you know. If I work hard, yeah, I get yeah. The grade. You know what I mean? If I get, you know, if I get encouragement and I get, you know, my, my brain is like stone. You can engrave that <laughs> pick at it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I remember that first day and I walked in and the professor saw the big crowd and the students and just looked at us. And one of the first things he said is half of you will fail this class and the other half will put in two hours every single day to pass this class. And that's that's why he set the tone, you know, Oof. and that thing is, it was common Oof in universities right. to like, <laughs> you know, That's... filter out the, you know, everybody got to get out. Only the, the best is coming up. Like it felt really weird. And I, I just, I, I always remember that first day and I don't know, I don't remember any other day as vivid, but that first day in that kind of environment, I was just like, okay, here we go again. And it's like, I'm going to try to do this all over again and try to get grades and try to graduate and then it just felt really all over again and all your enthusiasm went out the window at that point eh oh yeah out of nowhere so this time around it felt more um more confidence in myself because after all i've been through and after all i've learned i felt more confident i don't feel uh scared anymore of a lot of like intimidation things because i know of Everybody is the same when they start off learning something. You just got to put in the effort. It doesn't matter if it's rocket science or if it's simple math. You know, everyone can get the opportunity to learn and to feel like they're smart 
And AU has really given that confidence to me. And that's what I'm grateful for. And it's the way that there is no one, nobody's fault but mine. You know, a little Led Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, but else, and, a, and a great message. I that's know. A, that's a great message for students. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you are sort of the, your greatest and maybe sometimes your worst asset, you know, and uh, the fact that you can stay motivated and uh, work at your own pace. And man, when you talk about flexibility, we probably hear that the most. If there was ever yeah. a word that is ever used to describe the AU experience, it's that. Um, you've had such an interesting career thus far in your young life, Al McDad. Uh, what, you know, what do you see down the road? What future career aspirations do you have? That's, a, that's an interesting question. And maybe it's like that after AU type of scenario. Where do you, what, it's almost like, like, what do you want to be when you grow up, right? Yeah, I, I used to. <laughs> don't, don't, doesn't everyone remember getting asked that as a kid? <laughs> Although I'm not sure, I'm in my mid 40s and I'm not sure if I've kind of hit that point yet. But, so <laughs> yeah, you can me too. Uh, yeah, doesn't, doesn't that feel like that? That's like the way it seems like that's what I'm like learning more and more as I'm getting older. It's not, it's not like I, what I want to be is when I grow up is who I want to be when I mm -hmm. grow up and the, yeah. the experiences and the way I'm living right now is I know who I am and who I'm going, I want to be sort of thing. So to answer that question, it's more like I want, I want to be a person that I would look up to when I was, 19 or 16 yeah mm -hmm. yeah that's a great way yeah. to put it and 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 i like that concept too about who you're being because i you know yeah. nowadays um and i don't know the exact stats on it and duncan you probably do but it's like mm -hmm. that whole concept around um you know we will have at minimum seven eight nine careers through our lives yeah so yeah. there is definitely a shift and yeah and, and the shift to more towards gig economy and like one-offs i mean it, it's a shift and and the Today. pandemic is making that even more apparent. Yeah. 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 And so people are shifting their careers and, and I think you're absolutely right. I mean, um, you know, it's not like when I went through and, and I'm a McEwen university grad, so it's not like when I was there, I was sitting there going, I want to be an executive director of a student's union that, that didn't <laughs> even very niche. Yeah. It's, you know, a workplace or, you know, whatever aspirations you have. And so I think that's a great answer. I love it. And like, and that's, that's like what that's not for everyone. I mean, I like that's the type of thing that I kind of learned uh, as I grew older. Like, I I kind of envy the people who I went to, you know, university, and I turned to them and like, "What do you want to be?" And like, lawyer, doctor, <laughs> nurse, you know, professor. And I'm like, "Wow, you know exactly what you want to be." And some people aren't built that way. Some people are built to uh, they don't feel like they want to be labeled as just one thing, but they want to pursue a change or they want to pursue an invention or they want to pursue a, a common cause, you know, and they don't really express that in a certain way. And like I, I, when I was growing up, I felt like if you didn't have that straight answer of doctor, lawyer, you know, engineer, then you were looked at as like, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's really, it, it's, it's becoming more and more, clear that it, it it doesn't work that way for everyone and i'm happy because of that and the way that i could just you know not jump from thing to thing but more like grow more and more into 
you know, now I'm a veteran and now I'm back uh, and now I'm into school and going towards my uh, financial degree and Bachelor of Commerce. It's really encouraging to feel like like all of what I've accomplished and what I've accomplished is helping me accomplish even more. Yeah. And I think it also speaks to that lifelong learning theme uh, that we can sometimes have at uh, at AU. So um, mm. I think that's amazing. We, we definitely look forward to seeing what you end up doing in the future here. Uh, guess what, Al McDowd? We have moved to everybody's favorite segment of our <laughs> AUSU Open Mic podcast, and that is the rapid-fire portion of our questions for you. And this is just, a, again, another great way to get to know your fellow student here. And so we're about to put Al McDowd Aldoma on the hot seat for rapid-fire questions. Are you ready to go? Here we go. Let's go. Here we go. Okay, so we're going to start <laughs> easy. And um, what is the, what's your favorite AU course that you've taken thus far? Uh, introduction to accounting, financial accounting. Love it, love it. Okay, so uh, do you know any other languages? Uh, yes, I do. I know Arabic. And I knew that, and yet I asked it anyways just because <laughs> I think it's a really cool answer. Could you say welcome to another great episode of AUSU Open Mic in Arabic? Uh, yes, marhaba kullukum an al-podcast haggana min madrasa AUSU. That sounded awesome. I, I'm suddenly going to ask that question way more when people know other languages. That's that like was a great. brief one. Like I kind of butchered it, but it, no it's way. just like a brief kind of way. But we don't know. That's the beauty of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not perfect in Arabic. I'll just say that. But uh, you know I, what? I That's, always try. It sounded pretty good it. to us. Um, yeah. Do you have a unique hobby? Unique hobby? Uh, I play guitar. If that's unique enough. That is unique. That's unique. No, I yeah, love for that. Sure. <laughs> I wish they could play the guitar or something yes. like that. Yeah, especially when you're like at a house party and someone pulls out the guitar and begins playing Wonderwall and you're like, I, <laughs> yeah. that's not me. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that's what everybody wants to be in the party. <laughs> like every fire that you're just sitting around and suddenly just pulls out of their hip pocket their guitar and they're like, start randomly throwing down yeah. some... You know, you know what's strange when you when you start to learn guitar and like you just love it, and you end up not saying that you play know how to play guitar. <laughs> if that makes sense, you just try to keep it a secret. Like no, no, I don't even know that thing. Like no, <laughs> while you're in the bedroom like practicing and all that, yeah. You know what? Uh, I that's a pretty cool hobby. That's a cool hobby. Um, favorite place you have traveled? Favorite place? Rapid fire. Let's do it. Ah. Uh, so you've been to too many places. I know, but it's not <laughs> even that. It's been a while. You know, it's been Pandemic a while. Pandemic does been... do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, <laughs> you know what it's like? Hong Kong. I visited there when I was 12 years old with my oh, dad. Wow. And that was the most interesting place. Yeah, that would be. Um, okay, so we talked about this earlier. I'm going to bring it up again because you are in Edmonton Oiler country right now. And yet... <laughs> As Sorry, a, I shouldn't have laughed as so a, hard. Go as on. a Calgary guy, and and Duncan is also a Calgary guy, you guys could totally vibe off the fact that you're both Flames fans. That we are. Yes, we are. And it's it feels it feels strange to tell my friends, like, hey, I'm in Edmonton. And they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Where feels, are you? I would probably feel the same way. And again, I'm uh, uh, loyal to the oil, so it's... Uh, you know, I we've, am we're to my flames too. Well, here's a good question for you then, and maybe yeah. for both of you. Ooh. Okay, so Ooh. Al McDad, you first. Who's your favorite Flames player, either current or old? Jerome McGinley. 
Oh, great choice. Easy. Easy. You know what? If I was a Flames Easy. Flames fan, he would be my favorite player. You've asked me yeah. this before on the podcast. I have. Yeah, and my answer was Lanny McDonald. Uh, just because like that's I'm older than Al McDad. Because and... you, you aspire <laughs> to have a mustache like him. No. Yeah. Oh, uh, I remember. Oh, Lord, big no. Mustache. Good Lord, no. I couldn't do that even <laughs> if I tried. I mean, for me, he was he was the captain of the team that won the cup. I was 10 when that happened. And I mean, I know now that I'm actually the same age as Lanny McDonald was then, but it felt like the grizzled vet. He actually yeah. got a goal in that game. And, he did. And, and it was the last game he ever played. And, and you know, he personified leadership of, of a, a group of players that felt like we were going up against, obviously the Canadians at the time were a powerful team, but the Oilers dominated the mid eighties and yes. to like even eke out like a, you know what, this year is going to be our year. It felt really special to me. Absolutely. But make no um, mistake, so I like the Oilers too. I'm not trying to like, you know, I, you I know, hate it the was, Canucks. It was also one and done too. I mean, it was like, <laughs> no, we've been to the finals since and true. And, and I mean, I thought I saw um, Jelena's goal go in. I, I still hold that, you know, Realistic. Are we talking about the phantom goal? Yeah, well, a phantom well, goal. The the goal that the the referees conveniently ignored in in uh, game six. Yeah, <laughs> See, that, that's why. Like, I gotta say, it's just with Jerome again, like, cause like when I wish I was like saw those greatness of the Oilers in the eighties, but I saw like the phantom goal, crazy, you know, conspiracy kind of thing of like, <laughs> what did it go in? Did it not go in? But like, that was a big impact in the city when I was like growing up and seeing like. NHL and yo, know, Calgary Flames were doing pretty good back then, and, and they're still doing yeah, they're good today too. Yeah, yeah, okay. it's true. yeah. Good, Although it's a rough division right now. We and the Battle of, of Alberta is really heating up right now. Yeah. Like this is uh, since is. last year, so uh, we're gonna have to have some some more conversations about that. And by the way, I'm assuming that like Al McDad would have been either not born or really super young the last time the like in '89 when the Flames won the cup. So. Um, oh, I was not born. Yeah, you were you were not even a thought back when no. <laughs> when Lanny McDonald's was in his heyday and Joey Mullen and Joel Otto and Mike Vernon and oh, uh, Polinsky, now I'm just <laughs> Hawk and Lube. Now I'm just listing off random. Very little Theron Fleury was on that team. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, enough talking about the Flames. I'm thinking about like Kippersoft, Jerome McGinley. Also great names. <laughs> yeah. uh, Marty Jelena. Who else would we go from from that era? Um, the 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 early aughts also had a powerful Flames team, and let's not forget yeah. we 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 were second in the league just two years ago too. And I mean, we yeah. made the playoffs last year. Now I'm just trolling my and boss. <laughs> it should also be noted that the flame the the Oilers were actually the number one Canadian team last year, and so uh, although we did run into a why didn't a you make the playoffs block, then? Well, technically we did make the playoffs. No, you made the play in. Right. We still refer to that as the playoffs. Oh well, then so we've won a playoff series then. Sure. Oilers Thank you. I appreciate that. Sure, I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, we hit a real roadblock called Chicago last year, and they should have oh. <laughs> they should have never beat us. Uh, but you know what? We're uh, we're starting to fire up here on all cylinders, and uh, guess what? We got McDavid and Dry, and that's all that matters. And Yamo. Sure. Now we, we're just gonna we, we start. We've had them for how long? <laughs> <laughs> eventually see Duncan knows this but at the beginning of every year I'm like okay this is the year boys yeah this is it um the next question I've got for you not that I don't want to keep talking about <laughs> hockey because we could literally keep going all Truth. day about that okay last couple of rapid fire series questions 
Um, if you had to choose only one movie to watch for the rest of your life, what would it be? That's a good one. Uh, Dark Knight. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I love that movie, yeah. uh, The last one, is there a food that you just hate? Ooh. You know, I'm going to say it right now. Pizza. Oh, my God. Yes. How how does anybody love or hate pizza? I used to like pizza, but... I have people around me eating way too much <laughs> and I've gotten sick of it. It's, it's just like, every time I get my, like, you know, somebody's house and like, yo, it's order pizza. It's order pizza. So, like, it, you know, there's other foods than pizza all so, the time. You know, so you're, there's Chinese you're, food, there's, you know, but yeah, uh, it's got to say pizza. <laughs> okay, so you, you don't like COVID pizza. That's basically what's been happening for like the last, like, almost a year now. Um, you yeah. know what? I have, a, I actually have one of these things too. And, um, for me, it's coffee. Yeah, you I'm, don't. I'm not a coffee drinker, and yet you're not tra- a coffee. But have traditionally, you good coffee. Well, oh, no, he's had good coffee, and still I've tried no effect. Yeah, and I just never acquired the taste. So every once in a while, people have these things that traditionally fall under that category. Duncan, do you have well, one? I probably do. I don't. I have a couple that I'm okay with, but other people really like. Uh, cake would be one. Like you cake? don't like cake. <laughs> I don't like cake. I mean, I don't. Well, I don't hate like it. generic. Oh man, I, I no, agree with no, you it's not. That. It's uh, is this any cake? Like Safeway cake, I can't tolerate. Uh, like, so I can taste the difference, obviously, between great cake and, and average cake. But even great yeah. cake, I'm like, meh, it's all right. Are you a pie guy then? Oh, I do love pie. Oh my gosh, I love Ooh, pie. There you go. Okay, I, so I we're having pie, and I also love ice cream. You're either a cake guy or a pie guy. Um, <laughs> and it's related. I'm not wild about pancakes. Again, I don't hate them. I'm not trying to make it sound like that I despise pancakes, but it's a similar okay. thing. You know what? Let this whole this everything way. is starting to make sense now after the <laughs> flames conversation. Are you, a, like, are you a waffle person? Oh, I love waffles. Oh, there it is. See, yeah. it's either a pancake person or waffles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're basically the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. The makes dichotomies sense. of Duncan Watasic. Yeah. That's gonna be a whole nother episode for sure. <laughs> Oh my God, it's been absolutely fantastic uh, chatting no, with you great. and getting to know you a little bit. Uh, thank um, thanks for hanging out with us for a little bit here today. Thank you for having me and thank you for having me. Like, this is my first podcast experience and it was great. Um, hope to do it again sometime. And Oh, yeah. for sure. Absolutely. Super, super, yeah, super grateful. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. No problem. And uh, there will certainly be another time. So uh, this won't be your last uh, thanks everybody for listening and uh, getting to know El McDowd a little bit more. My name is Jody Campbell. I'm your executive director here at AUSU, and this has been another great episode, Flames Edition, <laughs> Oilers Edition <laughs> episode of AUSU Open Mic. Have a good one, everybody. Bye, guys.